This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. You're listening to the We're Not Fine podcast with Doug Jensen and Dr. Talia Jackson. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Hello. And hi, everybody that is listening to us and watching us on YouTube. We love you. We love you. Have you noticed that we have statement for me? We have so many fabulous people listening to us and then 19 people watching us. I want to know who those 19 people are. Uh, Three of them are me. I just (laughs) different email addresses. I've wondered. I wondered about that. That is not true. I think I've made it. Well, I think I've made it through one. You did. I just usually look to see what color sweater or t-shirt I'm wearing and decide if I like it or not. And I love this color today. Oh, you do. I mean, lavender is your jam. Uh, Is it lavender? Is it kind of a deep purple today? It's a, but I do it's like lavender too. Deep purple. Yes. I Wasn't am sort that of blending band? into the background a little bit like a cloud. You kind of are, but that's like when I wear my charcoal sweater. Oh, you know, and it's also something in Minnesota winters. Have you noticed that everyone just wears like black, white, and gray? We need to I, like spruce it up a little bit and get some vibrant colors. I like wearing black a lot, but I'm starting to wear black and blue together. Oh, like I a saw, bruise. I saw Dwayne Johnson wear it on an interview, and I'm like, <laughs> we're so alike, so I have to just oh make sure gosh. I mimic what he wears. So what would you do this weekend? Anything fun? Well, yes. Oh, what? funny you should ask. Isn't that How funny? did you know? So it is unseasonably warm here in the northern states, and this is the time of year that everyone is sort of in the doldrums and their seasonal affective disorders really kicking in. And even though February is the shortest month, doesn't it feel like it's like eight months long here in Minnesota? No. <laughs> I feel like it turned a corner. I know it was no, no means no, mister. Um, I think Talia, this February is a turning point for a lot of my clients. And I didn't kind of know that. Like it starts to feel a little bit different. And because we had 38 degree weather and rain last week. So, which was crazy. Yep. But it's also like, as soon as it's above 30 in Minnesota, after a cold, hard winter, People are wearing shorts and t-shirts. No one wears a coat. Everyone just runs out like maybe in a sweatshirt, maybe a beanie, maybe not. But we, there's this beautiful thing on Lake of the Isles in Minneapolis called the Luminary Loppet or maybe Lopet. I'm not sure. Everyone says it differently. I think it's Lopet. Lopet. And it is so beautiful. It's like these 
Ice luminaries. lanterns, luminaries, and the entire city skyline is sort of like lit up from the lake. Um, it is so beautiful. There are fire dancers. There is complimentary hot cocoa at different stations. Um, very cute. And possibly my favorite part is when you make it to the place where there's the live music and the food trucks. And Yum. it's like in the middle of winter. It's amazing. But there was this crazy mosh pit where it's like I couldn't even believe it felt. And I'm not good with judging how many people I see. I usually, you know, Rob always makes fun of me that I'll be like thousands of people. And he'll be like, actually, it was like 43. But it felt like thousands of people that I were like Rob. dancing and moshing to like cover cover songs like From I'm just era? a teenage dirtbag baby you know that one well it's not ringing a bell but clearly your tone what? was right on it was it was right it on it was clearly what, what decade are we talking well recent it felt a little 90s and early Ooh. 2000s not and not exactly so, my time oh my gosh so much fun so much fun. And it was unbelievable yeah, what a to see that event. many people outside in a Minnesota winter. It was great. And I went inside. I went to a wild game, which, as everybody hopefully knows, I'm a little obsessed with the NHL, yes. particularly the wild. I also do love the Bruins. Sorry to anybody who that's offensive to. Um, but we went. My dearest friend was in from Boston, where I go to their turf and go to the Bruins games and they come here and now the wild games are a part of their routine. And of course we won against the Yay! Dallas stars, not in overtime, but in the shootout. And I'm so, so happy about that experience. It was so much fun. So you went outside. I went inside. Yes. I love it, but it was very yeah. wintry winter fest. That event sounds so beautiful. I've never gone, but I need to go. Fire dance it was sound really intriguing to me. It was lovely. There was a brief moment where it was, we were a group of like seven of us and, you know, yeah. our kids. And there was a communal gasp. We thought that one of the fire dancers lit himself on fire. And we oh. were all like, <gasps> but then it was fine. So Talia, you actually sang a song that was being played in the mosh pit. Can you also do the fire dance <laughs> just to show yes. us? Yes, I will yeah? do that for the YouTube video. I will do oh, that for our new um, Patreons that we haven't set up yet. It'll so be a like special what, members But I'm talking about right dance. now. Don't you have like a candle oh. or something? You can hmm, whatever. Light myself you, on fire. Well, yeah, I'm thinking that. I actually have quite a few candles, but I don't have a lighter. Oh, I know. Isn't Should we rub some sticks together? I can run over to your part of the studio. <laughs> yes. Do you have flint? Yes. Actually, I think the uh, the first <gasps> mailbag we have today is going to be enough of a fire. In Are fact, you trying to trend? In fact, Talia. Um, yes. I can say that you probably won't be the first one to respond because Doug's going to take all of his energy <laughs> to not say something out of the gate. It's, is he going to turn purple while gonna you're turn, He's going to turn purple like his shirt. And is the vein going to start smoke, like pulsing in his forehead? Flames smoke are going to come out of his ears. They yeah. might. I, oh, I don't what? know. I tend to have some thoughts, and they tend to be somewhat deep and intense. Yeah. However, I'm this thinking Willy Wonka. This is what we call a trigger alert. <laughs> oh. I need no alerts. I am old enough to let my triggers fly. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> 
Let's this do is this. Young, this is a young couple. They're in their late teens. And Oof, it's okay. Izzy, Izzy um, Rodin, and it's about her boyfriend, Jake. They've been together for over five years. And she tends oh, wow. to be more out, outgoing than he than he is. He's the more depressive, sensitive type, and she's more open about her feelings and tends to own them. She thinks that her relationship is 70% good and that they always feel comfortable with each other. She says, I have always been loyal to him and have been cheated on by previous boyfriends. He knows I'm bisexual, but upon bringing up the topic of the LGBTQ community recently, he took it upon himself to say that I'm not bisexual as I'm dating a man and that he has never hmm. been aware of my sexuality. Bear in mind, my ex was a girl and I've been very open about this. He went on a tangent about what he called the alphabet mafia, continuing to state those people don't deserve a month of celebration and how he didn't know I would, you know what, a, gr a girl. He said he supposes that all those sleepovers with your friends weren't so innocent. This horrified me. I've always been trustworthy and loyal. He has full access to anything on my phone that he desires. And I always give him reassurance and love whenever I know he needs it. I had decided I'd had enough and I asked him to apologize for this, which he prompted a quick, I don't give a fuck type response. An apology ensued after momentary silence from myself stating he had said these things because he had had a rough day at work. I decided that due to this and the lack of emotional support I had been receiving over the past few months, I would be taking a break. I sent him a paragraph detailing that I still love him and we are still together, but I feel overwhelmed by the homophobia and general lack of trust and would not be speaking to him until next week on Friday. Mm -hmm. Dolefully, I started taking the time I needed, and that was two days ago. Ever since, he sends me TikToks and goodnight texts, te yep. texting. I've been confused about this as I felt simultaneously reassured he still loves me, but also disrespected. Mm -hmm. The real kicker happened today when I had a charge for, some, for a subscription I had forgotten I, I had, and I made a post about it on my Snapchat, but... A few hours later, he sent me the $130 that I thought I had lost. And I was both elated and thought that it was very generous of him. I felt happy to tell my friends and family. Um, oh, hold on a second. I'm going to go back. So I found out I had been charged $130 for a subscription I forgot to cancel. And I felt briefly that I needed to mention that how I was feeling on my, um, on my Snapchat. And a few hours later, he had sent me the $130 I lost. I was elated as this is the boyfriend I had known and loved. And this is the man I spent five years with. Mm -hmm. I thought this was very generous and kind. I feel happy and tell my friends and family and proceed to take the break thinking that this is the first genuine step at an apology. But then I got a text four hours later from him that said, wow, you're happy to take my money, but you won't text me. We need to talk in the morning. I burst into tears because I didn't ask him for the money or expect it. I was grateful and accepted it as a genuine gesture only to learn it was dangled over my head as bait. And he was now bashing me with it. It hurts more because he knows of my largest point of fear. I never want to seem as if I'm only after money and I never want to appear to be a gold digger. 
Oh, for God's he sake. Knows, he knows I worry about that, and he used it to try to guilt me. Mm-hmm. I've switched my phone off since reading the message, and I'm scared he will spam me all morning. I didn't reply because I was sticking to my boundary, but now I feel guilty for not messaging to say thank you. I don't know what to do. If I'm honest, I took the break because I was feeling manipulated and guilt-tripped consistently throughout our relationship. And I feel like even now, when we are on a break, he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do when I see him at the end of this break as I'm at my limit. I need advice on what steps to take next and to stand up for myself. Feelings. So... We have feelings about this. Doug, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I'm going to approach this from two different angles. One is, Izzy, if you were a friend of mine or a child of mine or someone in my personal life, I would say this guy is a fucking asshole and you should absolutely run from someone who treats you this way and makes you feel this way. However, because I am also a professional, I look at this and I think, so he sounds insecure. He sounds afraid. I think to acknowledge your bisexuality is somehow threatening to him because he may not feel like, you know, he has your entire focus. Um, And, you know, Izzy, I have lots of questions for you about what bisexuality means for you and how you express that. I just want to also say, I mean, we have a continuum of sexuality in our human population. And it is okay to be wherever you decide to be. And frankly, because you're a teenager, I think that's going to go all over the place. And the best thing we can do is just kind of be honest with ourselves and those people in our life about what our experience is. That's on the bisexual part. Of course, it's legitimate to be bisexual. Of course, it's it's legitimate to be with a dude or a, a woman and and have bisexual feelings toward the opposite sex. It happens all the time. It's very common and natural and normal. Um, however, he is manipulative. I think the $130 to you is manipulative. Um, and so I, I, and I think, you know, the expectation was clearly that he needed you to like bite. He doesn't regard your boundary of needing a week off. So Jake struggles with insecurity, with being fear-based about like what this relationship is and the homophobic comments are just so kind of silly and offensive and really, really outdated. And dude has to grow up and not treat other people that way, period. I mean, that's just a given. Um, And what I think homophobia is about is fear. The word phobia means fear. So people who are afraid of people like myself or you or anybody else who is on any part of that continuum of gender or sexuality, you know, we're not going to be with someone who doesn't understand us or support us. That's like me being with someone who's like, I think you really like women. You just don't, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm really sure who I am, dude. So there's a part of this that I think he's not listening to you. He's not regarding you. And so as you move forward, you know, when your ultimate question is like, what do you do next, right? So I think there's a, a component here of just continuing to listen to yourself. Izzy, I got to tell you, one of the things I wrote down first is that you're listening to yourself. You're listening to when it is that you don't feel secure or regarded or loved or paid attention to in the way or listened to. A communication, as everyone knows, is pretty key to any relationship. And if you've let him know what your experience is and what you need and want and who you are. And he negates that. I mean, again, that's like you saying to Jake, you know, Jake, I appreciate you saying you're straight, but I think you're gay. Like, why would you wouldn't say that? It's just a silly thing to say. So I think at the end of the day, there's a couple different things. Um, I would say, stay true to yourself. Listen to yourself that you feel manipulative, manipulated is really the important part here. So you don't feel secure. You don't feel safe. You don't feel loved. And what you have to tell him is that these 
this week that you asked for off was not regarded or honored, and that that really does diminish your trust in this relationship. So remember to talk about I feel statements. Don't don't blame, but talk about how it feels to be in relationship with Jake and let him know what you need, which is probably from everything I'm gathering, Izzy, I don't think this relationship is working. I honestly don't believe for a second that even though he might have been kind and giving you $130, which you didn't ask for, and if he knows in some ways that being dependent on someone financially is a trigger for you, it's really manipulative, whether it's sub subconscious or conscious on his part. So I would say, Izzy, stick to your guns. Let him know how you feel. It is okay if you're not sure that you really want to end this relationship. It is okay to give him space to respond. But I can tell you with almost 100% certainty, he hasn't done any work in this last week on himself. And it would be really great if he came to you and said, I was wrong about all of this. And I obviously have some work to do on my insecurity and my fear. And I have to just listen to you and know that, you know, what you tell me is the truth for you. But both of you at this point in the game, given that you're teenagers, are going to change a ton. You know, you're just going to change a ton over the course of the next few years. I don't know if both of you are going to college. I don't know if any of those plans are in your in your works. But I would say that that's going to change you as well. And you just got to keep communicating as you evolve and grow. And this is a really, really critical time to do that. But again, my recommendation at the end of the day, and then I'll pass it on to you, Talia, I think is to let him know how you feel, let him know how you're experiencing the interaction and wait for him to respond. And if you are clear you can't do this anymore because it always makes you feel on edge and you don't know what he's going to do next, I would say this relationship is not the right thing for you right now. You're going to continue to feel that way and he's going to continue to behave that way as long as you let him. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good stuff there, Doug. Really, really good Why, stuff. Why, thank you. I, I mean, I don't know if I have all that more to add because I feel like you hit so many of the, you know, I'm spot on what, you know, everything that you said. Um, the one mafia. piece that I feel like asshole is not such a black and white situation that like <laughs> may be worth a discussion. So I feel like people are really multifaceted. Right. And there are, I think that what you're yeah. confused about, Izzy, is that there are probably parts of him that you genuinely adore and ways that you connect and get along, ways that you feel loved and valued. Um, and that is real. I do not want to minimize that or take that away from you. However, if you look at the overall picture of what's happening, there are some pretty big pieces here that he is pushing you. He is debating you about who you think you are, who you know you are, things that are not up for debate. Just like what Doug was saying is that if somebody is saying, I'm bisexual, that isn't a question. You're not saying, am I bisexual? Like, let me give you some evidence and then you tell me what you think. It's like, you're telling them this is who I am. This is how, you know, my sexuality is fluid in this way. This is the way that I work. And not only is he pushing up against that, but he's saying incredibly homophobic, offensive, insulting things about this alphabet who you are. mafia. This alphabet oh. mafia comment. Oh, ew, ew. Yeah, and it so is so disregarding and so disenfranchising and oppressive and stigmatizing and shaming. That's and right. Jake, I encourage you to contact me individually and I'll meet you anywhere and we can have a conversation about that. And I will say that like at 19, 
there still is so much learning and growing that we can be doing. So like this homophobic, threatened, weird energy around GLBTQ situations might be forgivable if he says, you know what? I was brought up a certain way, had this certain belief system. It's gross to me. What am I saying? I am open to like, tell me more. Let me introduce me to some like thought leaders or some people that I need to know. It's just like what Doug was saying. Like I, we don't have a very strong belief that he's doing his own work around this. And the whole, I don't give a fuck situation is not somebody who is saying like, ew, I'm really... I don't like, this is ego dystonic. I have this belief system that doesn't feel good to me. Like, I feel like when I even, when I met my husband, right, we were, I was 20 and he was 24 and he had a lot of beliefs about abortion because he was brought up in a small town in Southern Illinois and everyone around him, everyone he was surrounded with had a certain belief system about abortion, right? And it wasn't even like who he was. It was how he believed because he hadn't been surrounded by other people who believed different things. But those conversations were so open and so loving and so curious that it was just a matter of a couple of conversations. And he was like, God, gross. Like that makes so much sense to me. I'm open to influence. And so, Izzy, I would say that if belief systems are pretty open and honored, that there's no debating somebody's identity, it's just a conversation about who I am. And if you don't feel like he can fully love you and honor all the parts of you, that's really important for you to know. And also, my dear, I feel like you are having a hard time honoring and loving all of the true colors that he's showing you because he's showing you who he is and you're not listening. And I really want you to pay attention to how he's reacting to you and how he's handling some vulnerable situations, how he's handling your identity and belief system, how he's handling your triggers and your worst fears. And then I want you to picture that if he never does any lick of work on himself, I want you to play this out five years, 10 years, 20 years, having kids together. Do you feel like you're fully loved and honored? So when you think about what do I want to do with this relationship, first maybe sniff out his ability to change and his interest in change, his willingness to look at himself, because I kind of think that you are light years ahead of him. And um, that's it. I think that's my, that's my mic drop. Well, and you know, I think, I think it's like a public, a public service announcement I want to make. Uh, I just, I can't say strongly enough, like we live in a day and age when ideally we're able to regard other people for their differences and really take a look at what would trigger this weird sort of like fear. Like mm -hmm. it's not even rational hate. I can't use the word hate really because it's just weird. It's like, why would you judge somebody who walks in different shoes than you do? Like, I don't know what it is to be straight, but I bet there are straight people and I have a lot of straight friends. I'm using that in a funny way. I mean, come on you people. Do. So we live, we live right. in this. <laughs> 
we live in this world where I just I and so I'm really horrified that someone feels like it's anywhere near okay to make jokes about what we consider our pronouns or our sexual identity or gender. I just I think it's the weirdest thing that anyone thinks they can tell someone else how to live their life. Like I don't give a shit how somebody else lives their life, but do not impact mine or try to tell me that the way that I live my life or my kids live my life is somehow affecting you when it's not. Your discomfort needs to be yours. And so this guy is, I don't, you know, what you said, Talia, about, you know, sniff out his willingness to change. Boy, is he showing you if he's willing to change. He gave you that money with conditions. He gave you that money with the expectation that you then run back, like, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Well, dude is misogynistic and manipulative. And unless, I mean, yeah, if he came to you and said, I'm all those things, I listen to the podcast and boy, I agree with all of them. (laughs) Yeah. This could be a really illuminating experience for him. And so I think, I think at the end of the day, sure. If somebody like took a, took some time and thought I'm really an ass, like, like Rob did about abortion and, and females having control over their choices. Um, I just think there's a part that at the end of the day is he, I have very little uh, hope at the moment that he's in a place to do that because he's come back to you and said, I don't give a fuck. Right. And this insecurity about what you're doing with other people, come on, that anxious attachment that you're forming with him and that insecure attachment feels abusive and manipulative. And he, that, you know, so going back to your question about like, what do you do next? I think very calmly is you say, you know, these last couple of weeks have really given me a lot of insight on our relationship. And I, I admit, I did not feel loved. I did not feel regarded. I did not feel listened to. You negated really critical parts of my experience. And it has me very concerned. And I, I have no idea, but you know, I don't think we can continue this way. Greg, I see you laughing. Um, what, what teenager is going to say, I'm very concerned. And so fuck off. I never want to talk to you again. Don't ever call me. <laughs> is he? Is he? Yeah, no, I, I think, I think Talia said it best in that, you know, listen, thank you, Greg, Talia, Talia basically said in a nutshell, Hey, you already have the answer. You already know this isn't working in your gut. You're hearing that he's an asshole. So you already know this, you know what to do. Just do what you do, what you do, what you need to do to make yourself feel better. Cause clearly this guy isn't making you, is not living up to you know your needs and and it's not doing you right so i do want to add a little something to this that is like a really normal and natural is he that you are feeling incredibly confused about these mixed feelings of i want space but oh my gosh he sent me that cute thing i need time to myself oh my gosh he's still thinking about me and he loves me and that feels so good that is real. That is really common because you are sticking up for yourself in a brand new way that you may have never done before. You're pushing yourself right past that comfort zone of maybe some of the codependent stuff that you've been doing with him and begging for his maybe reinforcement, validation, and comfort. And so what I would recommend to you is that while you are going to need to be stronger and clearer and have more self-respect and boundaries than you've ever had before in your life, it is a chance for you to circle the wagons 
ask people that love you to be there for you every time that you're feeling lonely or scared or insecure or unsure that maybe in the past you would have reached out to Jake for a little bit of that comfort and validation. Right. Gather your troops, find your supports, be tell your family and friends and loved ones that you're going to need to lean on them more than you have in the past because there's a void and a hole that you're really wanting to fill right now. Don't fill it with Jake. Well, and on that note, I mean, I'm really kind of concerned that possibly, Izzy, you don't have supports around you because Jake has likely, I mean, people have a hard time watching a toxic relationship. You know, I've I've had one myself. I lost some friends in it, friends who uh, very surprisingly became judgmental versus supportive. Those are people that I do not have in my life, nor will I have. Um, but I had a lot of people who kind of just stuck with me through it. And, you know, during my trials and tribulations um, are able to be there for me. And so really the question is, do you have those people that you can really rely on or have some of those bridges been burned because Jake, Jake's emotional kind of interaction with you has been very clear to them. This is not a nice guy to our our loved one, Izzy. Um, I also want to say that, yes, while he gives you $130 and it's very normal to feel like, oh, maybe there's hope, that's a morsel. That is a morsel and it's not a meal. And so I think Mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships, we have to be very clear about what the standard is for what it is that we're willing to have in our relationship and what really makes us feel like we can, you know, I I always tell people, you know, on a scale of one to 10, your relationship should be a seven, eight or more. If it's nine, that's fantastic. I don't think anything's a 10 because everything has room for improvement. But if it's a seven and eight or eight, you can survive. This is not a seven or eight. He's not giving you enough to, to have it be that quality level. And so a morsel periodically, like I'm giving you $130, which by the way, he kind of took back when he when he said, you can't even like be grateful for me giving you money. Mm. Unless you can do something. I had, a, I had a dear friend one time tell me, if you do something from your heart, do it. If you do something from, you know, the expectation that you get something back, don't do it. And I think that's what he did. He did something that he wanted something back. And And that is not unconditional love. No, it is not. And we have to remember they have been together since Izzy was 14 years old. And so if you think about what that is from 14 to 19, that is now the imprint probably, you know, superimposed onto your original imprint of what love should look like and feel like from family of origin stuff. But now you're going to have to really figure out like, ooh, what does this mean about what I find comfortable about a love relationship, about an intimate relationship, because now you have created this, like you've co-created a dynamic that you are the perfect puzzle piece for Jake. And so in order to not be seeking out Jake, number two, number three, number four, number five, in all of the rest of your relationships, you need to figure out who you are and start to fill up your identity and the parts that like maybe you're feeling insecure or unsure of who you are or unlovable. I want you to figure that out as as much as you possibly can with some ser- therapy with some self help with some like friends and family if you have them that adore you for who you are unconditionally and see you because i would love for you to be going into the next relationships 
feeling whole or else you are going to be seeking somebody that is just like Jake. That's I agree a great, with that. Uh, that. That's a great final thought, Talia. Uh, I think that's a great, great way to sort of wrap, uh, wrap that up for her. Any final thoughts, Doug? Sure. Um, the only thing I was going to say is I think they're struggling because she's not the perfect puzzle piece for him. She's not being submissive. She's not being, you know, passive. She's not being those things. That's why you have strain. But that is exactly right, that that's the point at which being honest and being whole and knowing what you need and want and being able to communicate that clearly and, ex and have that regarded is the key. Good luck, Izzy. Good luck, Izzy. It's tough. It's tough. Good luck. All right. Um, now we have Miguel and Michaela. Okay. I'm not, I, I can't go into all the story here because it was really long and there's a lot to it. I'm just going to su summarize. Miguel has a history, a very um, uh, traumatic history, most likely has no living family, has uh, been living alone, um, had uh, has trust issues and has had an, uh, several exes cheat on him. Uh, and I mean, really cheat on him with close friends um, and he walked in on one of them. And I mean, it, it's a, it's a thing. Anyway, he moved away from all that and moved to a different location and started to sort of get his life back together. He had gained some weight. He had had some issues, you know, self image issues and started going to the gym uh, near his work. And uh, consequently, um, you know, started feeling better about himself. He met someone at the gym that was normally there when he was there. It was an, an older woman uh, in her forties. And how old is Miguel? Uh, Miguel's in his twenties. Okay. Uh, and he started. Um, they started having recreational time, fun, sexy, fun time together. <laughs> uh, several what does times that mean, a week. Greg? Can you elaborate? Sexy fun could you, time? Yeah. Could you draw us a diagram? Yes, yes. So when a man loves a woman, or a man loves a man, or a woman We're loves a woman, man. or a man and woman love another man, or a man and woman love another I'm not going to go with the permutations. Wow. But anyway, um, so they were having sexy fun time several times a week. Um, and then, you know, as I mentioned, he said that he was starting to get his life together. So he went back to school. And with classes and work, he didn't have time to go to the gym at the same time that she was normally there. And, and so they sort of drifted apart in terms of they, you know, they never really met up anymore. Um, so from that point on, uh, he didn't really have any serious relationships until a recent class he started taking. Um, he was taking a class with, um, uh, this girl that was in one of his labs, they were doing some homework together, um, and, you know, bonded as friends, you know, mm -hmm. through the, throughout the class, um, he got sick during one weekend. And so he didn't show up to class the next week and she popped over to just check in on him, see how he was doing and stuff like that. And, and he was fine, but through that experience and hanging out a little bit more, they started to like each other. They started to spend the night together and things got a little bit more serious and they started dating mm -hmm. to the point where 
she started telling her friends and family about him and her, um, her parents invited him over to watch football in an upcoming weekend. The issue is that as much as he likes Michaela, mm -hmm. uh, he believes there's a good chance that Michaela's mom is the woman that he was <gasps> at the gym it, with. Greg. Score. Get yes. out of town. Because of because she looks rather similar and has the same tattoo on her arm. No. Uh-uh. So I'm all over it. Go for it. So he's concerned about how to handle it because he did. So he wants to be upfront, but he doesn't know when is the right moment to talk to Michaela about it. And does he talk to her about it before? Does he talk to her about it after in case oh, something is said there? So what do you guys think about this? Because it seems like a big hairy problem to me. <laughs> yeah, it is a big hairy problem. I, I mean... Am I crazy here or do I, am I right that there is just no possible way that this is going to work? Whether you can have this conversation with I think Michaela. like what is going to work? Like when you're referring he, to what, well, which okay. relationship so, or what? I'm on the, I'm, has, I'm, I'm on Talia's train on this one. I, I think, has, it, I what think train you, burn, is that? you burn the bridge and walk away. Like this, this there's, there's From nothing, both of them? there's yes. nothing to happen here. There's nothing yes. to happen here. It cannot work. He had sex with her mom. You guys are rigid. Keep he going. had sex with her mom. I mean, that's like, I don't even know what more there is to say. Should I say it again? He had sex with her mom. And, and how many times have all of us done that? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I would like to speak for humanity. Everybody. Except for Doug. And you so, do speak for everybody, by the way. Everybody. And you, I do. I do. Women do not like. No, I'm just kidding. I did I'm get some comments on that. Anyway, I'm not go ahead. Go there. No, but like, okay, so I'm picturing, I'm trying to be really open-minded, open-hearted, yeah. picturing yep. that this family is so casual and easy to negotiate these crazy boundaries with, but. No, I can't even picture that even if that's the case. I mean, if he even thinks that, he needs to talk to Michaela yesterday and just be like, oh God, there might be a situation because he's done nothing wrong. There's nothing. Miguel, you've done nothing wrong. It's just now you're in a situation that you need to immediately talk to Michaela and just be like, okay. There's a situation. I'm really worried about this. Can you tell me more about your mom? Because I have this horrible, horrible feeling that she might be somebody that I connected with at the gym. Wait one minute. Is she, is, is Michaela's mom married to her dad? Yeah. Oh, run, run <laughs> for the hills. Run for the hills. Burn the bridge. Doug, I can't even believe you don't agree with me. You're like I shaking your head. Well, what I don't agree with is we don't know yet. Could we get some data? Could okay, we understand? Right. Greg, you did not say that he went on social media and was like, oh, yeah, the whole family's there. I slept with two of them. Hold on. Let me provide some additional backstory. So there is okay. there is a nugget there. And that okay. because of his past, because of you know his yeah. friends and everything, like he does not do social media. He does not okay. engage. So he literally, as he was, you know, as he was getting to know Michaela, 
and all that like he literally had no idea like there was right. no it's, way it's, for right. him to know right. like he, i'm gonna I, i'm gonna also tell you that one of my besties is a phenomenal tattoo artist thank you josh for all your work but here's the thing about what he has told me a lot of people get the same tattoo they get the same tattoo where it is oh, that Doug. other people have it Doug, so Doug, here's Doug. what i okay but you're you, so innocent okay I'm not oh, really okay. Thank you for saying that. I'm sure that is the consensus about Doug. Um, this is what I would say about it. First of all, I, and I'm I'm going to go back to something, Greg, that you just said, which was at the forefront of my thoughts about this. Miguel, you have a history of betrayal. You have a history of distrust. I think that probably has a factor or plays a factor in how you approach this communication. And I'm going to encourage you, just as an individual, to not be afraid of listening to yourself and, and in checking things out and, and in exploring what this is or isn't and just kind of being out there. And I think it's absolutely appropriate. I must tell you, one of the things I don't know is whether or not him having a, a relationship with anybody else is within the confines and understanding of their agreement to their relationship. But this like, was previous. Like I, he did, he just sort of like innocently had, I, I didn't, I mean, Greg, you didn't say anything about it like blowing up or ending terribly. It just sort of, they drifted apart and then he potentially is falling in love with her daughter, but he had sex with the mom, we think. We think, and we should find well, out Well, thank for you for sure. that word. That's exactly right, Talia. Like I think we're jumping to conclusions. So you two can go off on that conservative train as long as oh, you want. I will oh be the God. conductor of a more open, be curious train. The Doug Curious train, I'm going to call it. Openly like, curious train. Openly but that's curious. Only, that's... Like, it's going to be really like a yes or no. Did you have, here's a picture of my mom. Or that used to be my mom, but now I have decided to. <laughs> Yes. No, I, I, so, so I don't think that the, I don't think it's relevant for for this reason. Is that he's in a moment now where he thinks it is, mm -hmm. but he doesn't know. So when that is correct. What do you think you guys should give advice Yesterday. to that? Well, Greg, you yeah, kind of took your train back. Like you're 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 back on the Doug exploration. No, 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 train no. Now. I didn't take the train back, and I'll explain why in a second. But I I want to first like let's put this oh, back in the in the boy. right frame with what we know. What we know is. He needs to know how to respond right now and react right now when he has a lot of good reason to yes. believe that this is this person looks like her, has the same right. tattoo. Pretty yeah, sure it's her. And if it is her, I mean, let's have a conversation, right? Right. Like, that's say, what it is. Like, Michaela, I think I. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for yep. inviting me over. I'm dying to meet your family. This sounds like so much fun. I have to tell you something you told me that. She had this tattoo, and all of a sudden, I burst out into a cold sweat. I need. I'm, oh. I'm sorry, Talia, to interrupt. I yes. maybe I wasn't clear, or I miss I miss uh, conveyed the oh. information. But yes. she did show him a picture of her mom and dad. But so why isn't he clear? Well, he doesn't know for like looks like her. You know, maybe maybe this mother has a sister, and they're close. They look closely related and, and he was with the sister or something but he's not 100 percent sure but he's like 90 percent sure so it's let's her. not create drama for miguel yes yes or okay. in or I'm like anxiety thank you both for taking a deep breath it's clearly it's clearly my role in this podcast to tell the to two of you to breathe breathe and calm and be thoughtful and mindful and be in the moment and realize we don't know everything so the 
exploration process is next. Miguel, what I would do is I would say, I have a weird feeling about something and I want to be able to talk to you about mm-hmm. it and be honest about it and explore this with you and, and check it out. Yes. And then, you know, because honestly, and I, unless I've missed something, he would also be disclosing that her mother had an affair. Right. So That's we have lots said, and lots of layers. Run so be, for the hills. But don't but... run for the hills. Um, talk to this person, Michaela, that you have this connection with. And I, you know, no fear, Miguel. You are, this is a really huge opportunity, by the way, for you to listen to yourself and figure out how you feel in the relationship. I want to say something a little bit as an offshoot, by the way, Miguel, for you. So when you've had betrayal and when you've had distrust build in relationships, one of the most important things is to do kind of a check-in on yourself when you enter a new relationship and vulnerability happens. And some of us don't do well with that. Some of us do well with it. But the bottom line is you get to have those feelings. And because you've been hurt, what I encourage you to is, is I'm, I'm big on affirmations, by the way, self-affirmations. I tell people, put them on your mirror in the bathroom, put them all over your, you know, tattoo them to your arm, whatever. I've got a tattoo artist that can do that. I think the part that I'm struck by about this is at some point, if you can affirm yourself, if you can reality test, like, is this, this other person, is it the same type of relationship that I have to be concerned about? But at the bottom of it is for you always to remember, like, how do I feel when I'm with this person and in this relationship and the way to overcome betrayal and the over to overcome distrust from your past is to really listen to yourself and be able to express that to the person and be heard. So I think the first step is to just say, I have a weird feeling about something and I need to check it out. And it could be really a big deal, but I need to do this for our relationship so that I don't run into problems. Um, You know, there are people, by the way, I'm very clear there are listeners who might say, you know what, it's over with her mom. So just hopefully hopefully the two of you just ignore it. And there's no Mrs. Robinson moment in the back bedroom or the pool. Um, when you're visiting or going on vacations in the future, I don't think that's the greatest option. I think that's going to continuously make you anxious in this family and relationship. And I don't want you avoiding anything. This is tough, but I think you just have to start by finding out what's going on. I agree with you, Talia, by the way, if there's a picture of her. Yeah, he should know. He should know. I I think he knows. I think he knows. And I, and I also, and I also, all right. So now let's, let's, let's go to the next level. Let's say it is her. Yep. Let's say that. So, right. so, I mean, so I w- my question to both of you is, and th- this is a topic, Doug, that I know we've had conversations over time about this as well, because everyone has a past. Everyone has done yep. something before this moment, before this relationship, before this, whatever it is, Except right? Talia. She no, I am but, an innocent babe. But, however, Talia, from a female perspective, yes. how do how do women feel about men that have slept with their with their mom? All like, of ha- them, like all of them, have the exact <laughs> I would same like response. To speak for all women, <laughs> all female identifying humans with a you heartbeat. guys, all women. She is joking. She does not speak for all women. I speak for all humans. We are not into sleeping with people that have slept with our parents. Doug, how are you not agreeing with this? It's like a fact. I am not 100% on anything. I think every human being is different. I think everybody has their own story. And I am positive if we took a poll and said, yes. has anybody accidentally slept or purposefully slept with the mother of the person that they're currently with? They're on Jerry Springer. 
I will on, pay you know. good money for this poll. Will All you right. please? So we are. So How much? We are, we're going to put this poll on our YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. So, so you can go and view and and you can vote in the comments or you can click on the pinned comment that will have That's a right. link to a poll oh, and we will fine. report back on this poll in the future. If oh you gosh, think, if you think mm. that it's possible for anyone, um, gender, not, not an issue for anyone to get over the fact that the person they're dating has slept that's right. With no, yeah. Hold on. Let me be very clear. If you personally, <laughs> not like anyone, because of course there could, we can always find that outlier, right? I mean, you can always yes, find an outlier. Thank you. That's yes. What but Doug is you, pers you I am. personally, you personally, if you could get over the fact that someone that you've started dating has slept with one of your parents, mm -hmm. yes or no? Like that's, that's going right. to be that's going to be the poll question, and I believe what's going to come back is a very weird thing where we're all we all understand that people have a past but when it hits home personally right if it's like a close friend or your if sister it's your best friend or your sister or your brother or someone that's like really in integrated into your family for some reason we have issues with that i don't know why i do know there are people for whom this has happened and so i th i think there's i and i'm just someone who believes of course that all human beings have their own experience and, and we have a lot of differences. I think we can never say, I think it's dangerous to say all human beings are the same. I so. mostly agree with you, but that there's this other issue, you know, Greg, you're asking like, what should Miguel do? There's the issue of the fact that if he tells Michaela, he's also outing her mom for potentially having an affair. So should he reach out to the mom first and be like, please, for the love of God, tell me that you don't have a daughter named Michaela and see what happens with that. Because how is he going to let Michaela go without outing the mom? I mean, the whole thing's a disaster. You need to know. move again, Miguel. Move to a new town. No, I, I don't know. I don't know that that's the right uh, solution because he's not controlling the narrative. If she goes to Michaela first before he talks to Michaela, that would not be good, right? I mean, he needs. I I think he needs to start with that Michaela conversation because if he doesn't, and it, if he wants any hope of that to ever go anywhere, he it has won't. to be. It can't. Uh, it literally can't. Okay, these black and white answers, Julia, are, <laughs> that is can't. not how we approach the world. Not this. Anything but this. This is like, no. That is your suburban straight experience. It is not everybody. I am a city girl who moved are you? four minutes outside of the city. I do not identify as suburban. Oh, look. Hold on. We just got a question uh, at questions at we're not fine.com. It's Miguel five years in the future. And, oh my God, and, Greg. And He's and married Mika to them both. Michaela, Michaela and him uh, have been dating, but she's siding with her dad in the divorce and he's siding with her mom in the divorce. And his mom, her mom is trying to date him. Greg, you're making this up and it's not respectful <laughs> Greg, to Miguel. Greg. You're projecting what it would be for you. I'm just showing how messy it can be. 
It's okay. oh, it's messy either so, way. Let's this, let's not pretend this is clean. It's not this clean. Is it's messy. What I will say you might be right that usually I'm very gray and not at all black and white. I right? know you are. And so this particular issue, there are very few issues where I will say you know what? I'm sorry, but it's just not feasible. And I think we found one of them. <laughs> but like, this is I similar. I don't think so. I think, it. well, it's kind of like when you, you said no woman wants to see a penis or. That's not uh, what I, I didn't say. No woman wants to see a penis. We want to see a penis after like. We check out their relationship courting. with their mom. No, it needs to, there needs to be a courtship. I say, oh, don't lead with your penis like that's women need personality and connection and so magic mike you know. when you're trying to get tips wear a full body clothing and say this is yes, my relationship like with mystery. my mom can i grind on your lap now that's right we need right. mystery and then we would like an unveiling when we're ready we don't oh, want boy. you to like start with like page 5000 of the book like the end page we want to work what i, I struggle with is generalizations. I don't do well with any of that. Would I want to date somebody who slept with my dad? No. Which, <laughs> which is, you know, a very interesting concept. No, I would not. But that's me. Like, yeah, I have my own stuff. most people would love that. You're totally right. We don't want to be sarcastic with Miguel. We want to help him. Oh, so that's Miguel, what I think. I, th I th I, yeah, I think there are no generalizations that can be made, but it does start with a communication and a, and a, you know, a checking it out. Yes. And check then it out. And we, we all want you to be mistaken here. We are rooting for you that maybe you need to get a different prescription for your glasses. And, and I would then, just like to say, Oh yeah, sorry. And I would just like to say, Miguel, you clearly do not have a problem finding people to date yes, and you point. appear to be, you know, an engaging person. So if it doesn't work out, there are other, other fish in the sea. That's a nice, nice That's frame so on that and a positive spin. 100%. I think the first one from this conversation. So I'm glad you found it. Oh my gosh. Go yes. Ahead. There's still hope for you, Miguel. This is the beginning of a new chapter. For we don't you, run but... from our difficulties. We face them head on. So Unless. if you'd like to participate in the poll, find us on YouTube <laughs> at youtube.com forward slash the at symbol. We're not fine. Uh, so it's, it's our, we're not fine channel. The poll will be posted and we'll report back on that in an upcoming episode to show Doug how wrong he can be sometimes. <laughs> and, and I can admit when I'm wrong to all of our 19 viewers. We love you, and we'll think of something special for you guys. But I also adore all of our listeners, of course. But we're also kind of cute and funny. You might want to see us on YouTube because last week or the week before, I had a really amazing mug that I held up and then forgot that only 19 of you are going to see the mug. So if that isn't a reason to spend an hour watching us on YouTube, I don't know what is really. There you go. Good right. luck, Good luck Miguel. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> Have a question for Doug or Talia. Email us your questions at questions at we'renotfine.com. Eligible questions will be randomly selected for upcoming episodes. For details, visit our website at we'renotfine.com. Join us every Tuesday for new conversations, new challenging topics, and fun.